What's happening? Welcome back into the Creating Space Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm sending lots of love to all of you guys across the world who are coping with this COVID crisis. This pandemic is no joke, but 45 days inside of a home, that seems like a joke. Um, Man, so much to try to wrap your head around right now, uh, how to be productive, how to maintain sustainability in your lifestyle, your work-life balance, like everything has shifted and there's new norms everywhere. And, uh, and I, I'm just going to send you some love. I'm trying to send you some grounded feelings. I mean, I, I've been dealing with uh, some self-sabotaging thoughts myself, you know, not being productive or as productive as I am used to being, not having the structure that I need to thrive. Claire, my fiance and I are both dealing with trying to navigate through this time and how to not be so hard on ourselves uh, and remember that there's so much more of, of a, uh, a crisis going on around us that we need to, to send love and to shift our perspective to, to, to be in tune with what's actually happening in the world. Even though we're all in our homes and we can be confined away from actually what's actually happening, um, it can be scary, especially when you turn on the television um, so what, what I want to bring to you guys today is just a shift in perspective. And I think that's why Shane meals podcast, the real deal, Shane meals podcast this week was a perfect, um, interview to cast out to you guys because Shane's battle since his wreck at Terry Halt, uh, track in 2010 has placed him as a, as a quadriplegic and that battle has not tainted his spirit. It's been almost a decade now that Shane has been confined into a wheelchair as a quadriplegic. And if you get around him, the spirit, the spunk, the the joy and zest for life hasn't left him. And that is a testament to human will, human power, and people's desire to keep going despite what happens to them in their lives. Um, so I want you to sit back, kick your feet up. Remember that we're all in this thing together. You're not the only one that's dealing with the feelings that you're dealing with uh, and going through the things, the myriad of things that you could be going through right now. And remember, perspective shift can change everything. And moving from a space of lack or fear into a space of gratitude can completely shift your day. And I know that Shane's spirit will do that to you in this episode. So sit back, relax, enjoy a little bit of this zest for life, oozing out of the pores of Real Deal Shane Meal. Let's get it. What up, guys? What's happening? Welcome back to Creating Space, the podcast for the people. I'm so excited you're here. We're here in Wheelhouse Media Studio in the heart of Charlotte, and I'm joined by the Real Deal Shane Meal. What a name. Uh, And it comes with all of the confidence because guy's got a sprint car world record, 146.44 mile an hour average. He's driving life at 250 mile an hour, even with his new normal. Shane, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so excited to, to share with you on the, show, on the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to talk. I'm glad to share. I'm glad to 
Let's play some game. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, a lot to talk about. Obviously, you know, 2010 and beyond has been a bit different than before 2010, right? So for a listener who might not know much about Shane Meal to this date, let's talk about the first 30 years of your life and what that looked like, man. Let's, let's start to build there. I hear, you know, as Adam is a great buddy of mine, mutual friends of ours, you've been running fast, man, since you were, since you were walking. Um, so take us back to that first 30 years. What was that like for you? Well, the first 30 years of my life were uh, wide open, never slowed down for a thing. Um, I had, uh, was just talking to somebody yesterday. I was a kid and wore my parents out for just uh, riding the lawnmower. They would, you know, let me ride it and just sit out there for hours and hours and ride a lawnmower at three years old, you know. Sure. Not that I should have been on it and, then I was racing go-karts at nine years old. I'd been riding motorcycles since I was three years old. Um, wide open, it's just all I knew. My dad raced out of town all the time. Um, I had anything to do with motorsports, man. Right. My, my parents were cool about it. So you were, you've been born into this. Your dad was in motorsports and you just never had a sense of fear. Adam says even on the ice, you were fearless, man. You were running everything wide open. I just, uh, I just don't believe in fear. It's not going to get you anywhere. There's, uh, there's, there's a sense of you don't need stupidity, but fear is just someone's common uh, feeling. And wow. if you beat that common feeling, then you, you, you know, it's just an action and. Um, uh, out of all my wild things, I broke my neck one time. Other than that, I didn't do anything but a couple concussions. Really? And being concussed is half funny anyway. <laughs> being in the concussed state is half funny. Yeah, it's a couple days worth of good giggles, and you know, you feel like you're 17 and getting high again. Sure. Talk to me about this. Talk to me about 17 years old. You're starting to get into this NASCAR chase. Yeah. It's very clear you want to get into the ranks of the Dale Juniors, right? The Jeff Gordons. You're looking yeah. at these guys and thinking, I'm every bit as good as them. 17 years old, what's life like as you're now getting into this race and chasing a NASCAR goal? It was something that was very fun. Uh, burned up a lot of time. But I would have uh, never been, uh, I would have never been able to experience what I got to experience in the racing side of life, the life side of life, um, if I didn't start building my career, then it, it got, um, it started getting good at about 19 when people were starting to notice that I was winning. And then um, I, I really have good years every, every decade, you know what I mean? Uh, 2000 was a big year for me. In racing, I was just to turn 20, started winning every race. I'd set on like 13 straight poles, which was records. I won um, six races in a row. I think that that, that was made a record. Um, that was big. And, you know, that year I, I actually signed my Bush Series contract and got to go do some big-time NASCAR racing. So that was a great year for me. I was 20. And um, at 21 years old, man, I was racing big time, making 
$100,000 a year. I didn't know what I was doing. Wow. So let's hold there. I remember my rookie season in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And, man, I, I think back and enjoy, you know, reminiscing on those memories. And I can remember all of the memories, it seems, vividly. What's that like when you're starting to see your, uh, your, your career unfolding? Okay, you've been waiting anxiously for it, uh, and it's finally starting to happen. What was fueling you in that moment? Oh, man. At that moment, I really felt like I needed to prove something to people. Wow. You know, in the racing side of things, it's either you're scared, uh, you're not a guy that runs good on big tracks, you're just uh, someone that hangs it out too far, and um, I was the guy that was good on big tracks, good on fast tracks, uh, scared to hang, not scared to hang it out. But um, everybody knew that I would bump a fender up and, and tear a car up. But but they always knew I was going to pass the car in front of me no matter what. Right. And uh, that's that's just. That's Shane. There was know? no other way for you to drive, huh? So you earned that NASCAR sort of bad boy reputation really early. That was just who you were. Yeah, right? I, I thought that uh, if the guy in front of you was slower than you and you give him so many laps and you, 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 you move him out of the way, you don't spin him out or <laughs> crash him, but you just you move the car. And um, it, it's something that had to happen, I felt like. And... Um, some people got mad about it, but some people understood. What were they going to do? Um, there wasn't a lot of fighting in NASCAR, and I grew up fighting my whole life, so it wouldn't have been anything. I, uh, I'm not saying that I'm some big, wild, tough guy, but um, racing and roughing people up was kind of my thing. Sure, I remember watching a couple of the documentaries. Some of the docs I've seen on you have been the most touching. I, I mean, I don't cry often, not afraid to cry, yeah. but especially not in docs, but... The ones about your life have really touched me. Um, and I saw you, man, wild and getting that. in guys' faces, unafraid, energetic. Um, let's stick there for a second. Describe that bad boy. Um, if you can look back, it's obviously not who you are now. You're much more wise. You're much more contained in some circumstances. But describe that human. I was someone that uh, at that time nobody was going to Nobody was going to take any kind of um, advantage of me or nobody was going to rough me up or nobody was going to talk dirty about me and not feel my, you know, I had a presence that I wanted to carry about, you know. Sure. It was definitely bigger in my eyes than other people's eyes, but... That's just how it is and how it was. That's commonly the case, yeah, isn't it? Um, just in this time of my life, I was going as fast as I could go. We were uh, fighting in the top five in, in the points in the Bush Series with a completely unsponsored team. Um, here, I'm 22 to 24 years old, and I'm doing good. I have cup teams, Winston Cup teams already calling me. Um, and I was just very, um, loyal to the guy that gave me the first opportunity. So I just kept racing with him, kept racing with him. And, uh, it always turned out for the good, man. I've sure. always been one of those people that 
if somebody's going to get the lucky deal, it's me. I love it. It's kind of a Conor McGregor-esque type uh, persona. If I could walk like that, I would do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I like I it, right? Do yeah. it, I it's that do character it. that uh, that really drives his success, right? Uh, it also at sometimes could be a weakness for him. For sure. So let's talk about that, man. Going through um, what you've experienced now, there's some wisdom there. If you could look back at that 23, 24-year-old Shane, and he's sitting here in this seat, what would you say to him in that moment um, to try to guide him through that time? Or was there anything that Shane could be told? Um, hmm. Was there anything I could be told? Not at that time. Did I need to be told stuff? Uh, absolutely. At that time, I could have um, grown up. I could have still been rough and tough Shane. Sure. But I needed to play the real part, the professional part, the stand-up racer that I really was. Um, not to lie, uh, I was great friends with Dale Jr. and I was wanting to be a Dale Jr. Dale Jr. was the bad guy. Sure. And he didn't even scuff anybody up. He was just Dale Jr., Dale Earnhardt's son. Right. So I tried to carry on that. Uh, persona, however you say it. And um, it was something that at times I went too far. Got you know it. what I mean? And um, times I should have just be quiet, but I've never been quiet at the times I needed it. Sure. And that's just a part of who you are and always being true to yourself, which is something that I can admire. Right? I think a lot of people try to conform to what they think other people think they should be. And, you know, we were speaking with an individual this morning and she said, the gift of who you are is who you are, right? And that's that's really good to hear. I've never heard that. But, you know, like you're saying, people can want you to look at a different way than you want to look. Correct. I never believed in that, didn't look at that that way. And 15 years later, I should have. So... We'll get to regrets, if any, at some point. But let's talk about this whole time in your life where drug policy starts to come in with NASCAR, right? You fail a drug test, you come back, right? Um, look, talk, walk us through sort of that period in your life where some 